Hey, what is up, everyone? There goes the horn again, but I'm still outside. I like streaming outside. It's just been really warm lately. We had a beautiful rain last night. And so today, we're going to talk about the Watchers. We're going to talk about the Fallen Watchers, or Fallen Angels, from Book of Enoch. We're going to talk about light, and what it means for light to come into the world. Sorry about the train over here, I'm outside. Um, so what does that mean for light to come into the world? What was the light? Chef uh, Holland, welcome. How are you doing? Hope you're having a beautiful day. Lindsay, what is up? Welcome. Uh, Janet, welcome. Thank you for being here. God bless you. Sandra Watson, hey, how are you doing? Jaffs150, thanks for being here. ZZ, welcome. Uh, Amos, welcome. West Texas Dog Fan, welcome. Uh, Osrio, welcome. Rom Johnson, welcome. Jason Nareo, welcome. User8257, welcome. Brian's Pam, welcome. Jesus Christ, uh, forgiven, welcome. Twin Falls, welcome. Odzines, welcome. Totally Wonton, welcome. Never Will We Be, welcome. Skinny Friend, welcome. Uh, Dale, welcome. Hope you're having a beautiful day. Uh, Kevin Maestro, welcome. Hope, welcome. Hola, Gabe, what is up? Welcome. Hope you guys are having an awesome day. So anyway, we're going to talk about the Watchers, uh, the Fallen Watchers. What are, who are they? What are they? We're going to get into Book of Enoch today and talk quite a bit about them during this live stream. This has been on my heart to reveal this, and I don't care what walk of faith you're from, uh, even if you don't have faith, even if you're agnostic, atheist, whatever, I don't care. Um, I think this stuff is super interesting, and uh, maybe it'll produce some fruit in your life at some point. Uh, like I said, regardless of what your background is. Um, we welcome all faiths here on this channel. I personally am a follower of Yeshua um, and his way, his path, his enlightenment, his light inside, and his salvation. Um, and so that's what I personally follow. But I do feel like I download a lot of uh, good information um, and really just insight on these texts that we're about to get into today uh, directly from uh, the throne of God, directly from uh, source, uh, whatever you want to call it. But uh, Wide Awake, Scotty, what is up? Welcome. Uh, Wild Clark Country, what's up? Welcome. Grandy, welcome. Uh, Filmo, welcome. User, something, 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 welcome. Uh, Brian, welcome. Ravens, welcome. Anyway, lots of people on today. Thank you guys for being here. But um, So we're talking about these angels today, these uh, fallen angels. And if you guys drop me some likes, that really helps get this out to a lot of people. So um, again, if you guys hear noise, I am on my porch. So uh, it's just such a beautiful day. I wanted to be outside. But So these fallen angels, according to the book of Enoch, uh, they took an oath together and they decided to go uh, take wives from the daughters of men. Now, this story is not an inherently Christian story. However, it fits into the Holy Bible. It fits into uh, other texts um, from other religions and other faiths, as well as the same story has been told even in um, non-religious type uh, contexts. So, 
Uh, speaking of like the show Ancient Aliens, you hear about the Anunnaki, you hear about the gods coming down and uh, taking human wives. So uh, this is something that is literally multicultural, multi-religion, multi-whatever. Uh, what are your thoughts on witches? Um, I think they're definitely real. I think, um, you know, anyone that takes and practices the spiritual technologies of the earth, the elements, any type of divination from something that doesn't come directly from the throne of God is what, uh, in fact, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, and so I love everyone. Let me just say that for, uh, first and foremost, and there's a lot of people in this community who have come out of that type of stuff, um, and, you know, really open themselves up to some dark energies, dark forces, whatever you want to call them. Um, and struggled with a lot of things in their life. And so that's part of why I think this knowledge is important. Again, whatever faith you are, whatever background, whatever walk of life um, is really, really important for all, all of us to understand this, especially if you're going through a bit of a spiritual awakening. Uh, it's time for this knowledge to be revealed. So they need to make a movie about Enoch. Dude, yes. Oh, that would be so cool. I would love to direct that movie. Um, I've done some directing before. I used to have a film company. I actually did a lot of music video work, um, commercial television, stuff like that. So um, anyway, really, really cool um, idea. That would be awesome. Uh, the Noah movie, by the way, if you haven't seen the Noah movie, I highly recommend it. Not because it is biblical, but because it is scriptural. So let me say that again. It is not biblical. It is scriptural. Uh, thank you guys for the likes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you. Almost 500 likes today. That's awesome. Um, so anyway, um, but yeah, the movie with Russell Crowe is like, um, it's super scriptural because like it shows the Nephilim, the rock giants. In some cultures, the Nephilim or the union between the gods and man are these rock giants. So uh, they took some creative liberties, but they also pulled from a lot of different cultural texts, different scriptures. Uh, what is the difference? So the difference is um, you have, I'm pulling my shoes off, guys. I'm on the porch. I'm just going to relax here. You guys relax. Just pull up a chair, chill. I got some tea here. We're going to just hang out. And I'm going to fight the flies. I hate the flies in Texas. So um, I accept everyone on this podcast except for flies. So, uh, But anyway, uh, the difference really is that you have a biblical text. You have what's been canonized, like the Catholic Church condense down what their version is and and i believe it's perfectly sufficient for salvation but for those of us that like we want to know more we want to know like what the real truth is it's really good to see all the different scriptural context for it so the difference between the movie noah and the biblical story noah is the biblical story noah talks about the nephilim which are the children of the fallen angels and the daughters of men uh, those are what they call the men of renown or the uh, heroes of old. Uh, a lot of people believe that's where we get like the Hercules legend from, uh, stuff like that, where you have these sons of the gods, uh, even the Thor legend, those type things where you have these leaders on this planet that have godlike powers, uh, godlike strength, uh, and even size. So uh schizophrenic ramblings thank you ives i appreciate that um you know it, it is what it is so i've been called many things uh that's a first i've never been called that but thank you 
whatever you call me, uh, as long as God calls me home, that's that's what I say. So the Bible was written before the Catholic Church uh, touched it, and the Bible says anybody who takes uh, away from it or adds to it, yes, I know that scripture. Uh, and so the Bible was not written before the Catholic Church, by the way. The Catholic Church, the Council of uh, Nicaea, put it together based on what they needed for their church. And I'm not saying there was anything nefarious. I'm just saying historically they had a ton of different scriptures. They decided, hey, what goes into this? What should go into this? How do we make this understandable for people? Because we're going to be, you know, this is going to be publicly available knowledge. Um, and if you look at Book of Enoch, it's something that the general public would have a very hard time stomaching. And that's what we're talking about today. So, But the scrolls were written... Uh, the word of God, it was written and it was taken away from, um, you know, I don't, I don't know about taken away from added to, maybe it has, maybe it hasn't. That's not for me to decide. I do know that if you pick up any Bible on any shelf in any part of the country, they are different than each other. Um, the different translations literally mean different things. And so I can pick up an NLT and a Christian standard Bible and a King James version and read them. And even though they're all derived from the same source text, they all mean different things based on the wording used. So the only way to truly discern them is to go back to the Greek and the Hebrew, which is why I talk a lot about the interlinear Bibles, uh, because we can look at like what that original language was intended to mean. And again, I'm not saying there was anything nefarious done. I'm just saying that uh, the Catholic Church, uh, even I watched a Catholic minister the other day, and he said that, you know, the if you read from a Holy Bible, and it's derived from the King James Version, then it's a document of the Catholic Church. It is a document that they created to get the Word of God out to the masses. So, now you have the Church of Ethiopia, which actually has Book of Enoch still in it. So, they've derived theirs from a different council. The different group of men um, came together and counseled that um, that uh, translation of it, or that uh, amalgamation of it, that compilation of it, whatever you want to call it. Sorry, I'm getting a drink here and uh, covering my tea so that these stupid flies will quit landing on my straw. So, um, anyway, so yeah, the scrolls were written down. Uh, Mike Jones. 2281, what is up? Welcome. I don't know if this is the Mike Jones that I know or the Mike Jones like the rapper, but uh, welcome anyway. So, uh, Larry, that's me. Welcome. So, anyway, um, it's very, very interesting to me because these texts are really coming out into the world, and that's what I wanted to talk about. So, beyond, um, you know, the scrolls and everything, they've found so many scrolls, guys. Like, God's just bringing all of these new scriptures out into the world, and they're not new, they're old scriptures, they're old documents. But he's he's bring there's this spirit of this knowledge flooding back into society, this spiritual knowledge, uh, these things from the heavens, from the throne of God, um, and then exposing what the watchers did, exposing what that sin was. Um, we like to look at sin and we try to point at this or that or this or that. And if we actually look at the book of Enoch, we stop blaming people for their sins and we start blaming the heavenly realms the watchers, the fallen angels, and we see what they brought, the literal curse that they brought upon God's beautiful, divine, pure creation that God has been trying to correct ever since. And you literally see a war of the gods going on. You see a war of heavenly realms. 
And all these ideas that we have of heaven and hell, you realize that the church kind of created those to simplify things. Again, I'm not saying to be nefarious, but to simplify things. The idea of heaven, the idea of hell. Uh, We have the Hebrew idea of Sheol. We have um, the Greek idea of the pit. So there's these things kind of combined into what we have modern day hell, uh, which is why I don't talk a lot about or preach a lot about or think a lot about hell because uh, I, I view it as the outer darkness, as, as God says in the scripture, and then I view it as heavenly realms, as God says in the scripture, or glorification, unification with God, with Christ consciousness, with the Father, the throne, the Father of lights, the Father of the luminaries, um, above the firmament, in the heavens. You have all this imagery, and so... I love taking that imagery. I love um, imagining what it looks like. I love to share what it looks like because it helps us understand when we get back to what the text says. Uh, I say it, LOL, it was a bit uh, to be nefarious. There you go. Thank you, Lisa. I'll let you say that, Lisa. Um, I try not to say that on here so we can stay in good faith with the the TikTok gods here. Um, We want to, you know, keep this ministry going. So... Uh, but again, I, uh, I don't know and I don't pretend to say that um, anyone, again, had a motive for doing it. But I do know that a lot of times that motive of simplification can certainly, certainly lead to misunderstanding. And that's the thing. So if God is truth, if he is love, if he is light, and if the Holy Spirit unites people in one agreement, then why do you have believers all over the globe that are in disagreement? So let me say that again. If God is truth, the Holy Spirit does not disagree uh, with itself, then why do we have believers all over the globe saying that they have the Holy Spirit disagreeing with each other? And that is because we are not looking for truth within. We are not looking for the kingdom within. We are looking for truth outside of us. We are looking for the kingdom in the sky or in the sea or on the earth. Uh, or in a day to come, rather than manifest right here. And Yeshua said, truly, I tell you, the kingdom is within you, and it is also outside of you. If those who lead you say the kingdom is in the sky, then look, the birds are closer than you. If those who lead you say the kingdom is in the sea, then surely the fish already know it. But truly, I tell you, the kingdom is within you and also outside of you. And I absolutely love that um, I love that quote, and that's a good comment. Why is God about suffering? Uh, And so, Tony, God is not about suffering. Again, that's why the fact that this book, the Book of Enoch, has not been included in the European or the American church is a problem for me because we like to look at God as being a God of suffering and judgment when he is trying to judge the watchers who brought this on the earth. He's trying to judge the evil they brought on the earth, the sin they brought on the earth, not the people that he loves, not the elect. And what I'm about to read today is going to reveal a lot about that. So as I get into the text, um, I hope this opens some eyes. I know it's open mind, and, and this is going to blow your mind when you read it against the modern Bible that we have, because it doesn't necessarily change the modern Bible, but it adds a context to it and an understanding to it where all the scriptures start to line up and we start to understand why 
God might be doing this? Why uh, do we see judgment of sin? Why is the coming judgment that people speak of an important thing in the cleansing of humanity to return creation to the Father? So, again, all according to the text, and that's why I like to look at the text. I can sit here and tell you my, what did this guy a minute ago say, the schizophrenic ramblings. I can sit here and tell you my ramblings all day long. Uh, which I'm not schizophrenic, by the way. Um, I'm just I'm just a guy who loves God, and the world always, always, always misjudges that. So, um, but what I want to reveal today is why uh, why we're missing the point. And this is something that you'll never hear in your church. You'll never hear it um, on a religious television station. You'll never hear it. Uh, anywhere, really, than uh, people like myself who God has just put it on their heart. And I hope more pastors start to preach this because these schools of theology we have here, they don't teach this. Um, it, this is not a part of European or uh, Western doctrine. So, in all his work, so we're in chapter two, by the way, we're talking about creation. This is when Enoch is taken on a trip through the heavens, through the earth, and he's allowed to see all the things that God has laid out in their perfect abundance, their perfect functioning, the Fibonacci sequence we talked about yesterday. Everything is wound perfectly together. Um, And we're about to see when the watchers come in where that gets out of whack, where vibration changes, where energy changes, where sin is introduced, and where men become violent towards each other. Uh, The earth falls into sin. Um, True preaching is only is directed by the Holy Spirit. Douglas, I would absolutely agree with that. Uh, the, The only true preaching is directed by the Holy Spirit. But as I said earlier, we have millions of people all over the world claiming the Holy Spirit who are in complete disagreement. So the only person that can discern truth is you. Let me say that again. The only person that can discern truth is you. It doesn't matter what a pastor says or a Holy Spirit-filled individual or a prophet. If you don't have inner light and you don't have Christ consciousness and you don't have inner discernment, then you can't discern anything. I'm not talking about by your flesh and your own will. I'm talking about when that light is on, when you are fully reconciled to the Father and you are seeking truth then he will reveal it to you and only only then and that's the problem why we have people all over the globe that just want to be right they want to be right and they want to believe that their emotional reaction is a holy spirit reaction when 99 percent of the time we're operating out of our flesh and i do it too that's why i'm trying to just bring the scripture bring up ideas. I'm sharing my ideas. I'm not telling you thus says the Lord with any of this. I'm just telling you here's the information. Do with it as you will. And please, please, please look for truth. Find truth. Because the only compass you have is your inner compass, which will always point to God. If you strip away your flesh, strip away your will, and you fall on your knees of your heart before him. And so that's what I'm talking about. And again, a lot of people wave the Holy Spirit around as this kind of like 
mystical force that they can just get away with murder with, you know, or the, excuse me, the M word. I can't say that on here. Um, but you know, that they can kind of do whatever they want. And it's like, okay, so let's get up in front of the church and say the Holy Spirit said this and by this and by this, you know, Jesus said, by your faith, you are healed by your faith. You are healed. He said, truly, I tell you, you will do greater things than I have done. He said, the kingdom is within you. Again, you're not going to hear this in a church, guys. You're not going to have a pastor or a expert on theology reveal this to you because they are working from a set of predetermined doctrines and belief codes that have been passed down and indoctrinated and indoctrinated. And that's why I decided, let's go back to the book. Let's go back to scripture. Let's let God speak to our hearts collectively and let's just strip out any precept of knowing anything and begin to know by seeking. And that's what this channel's for. So um, so forgive my rambling here. Uh, what is everyone's view on universal salvation? Kimberly, great, great question. Universal salvation, um, if, if you're referring to it in the form of uh, salvation on the earth, like as long as people kind of find their own path, they're good. Um, the church does teach that um, Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except through me. I believe he was speaking in code. I believe he always spoke in code. He always spoke in parables. And I believe that that's an oversimplification that we use. I am not one to judge whether my neighbor, uh, who will never utter the words Jesus on his lips yet goes out and loves the poor and has light in his heart and believes in the universal field and Christ consciousness. I'm not one to say that they are not saved because I see the fruit. Yet I know plenty of people who say they are saved and they're miserable, they are depressed, they are angry, they are following a system and they are waiting for death. And I know people like that in my own family, unfortunately. And I'm here and I just get lit up every day when I get to speak with you guys because I love doing this and I love what God pours through me here from the universal field, from the Christ consciousness, from the Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call it. The Holy Spirit is really the set apart breath, the Holy Ruach. Holy is set apart. Ruach is breath or wind. And so when people say, oh, it was the Holy Spirit, what, do you even know what you're talking about? And that's my biggest question is like, do you know what you're talking about? Does it come from experience? And true faith is experience. True faith is the reality of things hoped for. And we talked about this a while back, uh, reading through Hebrews. I think it's in Hebrews 11, where it talks about faith is the evidence of things unseen. If you look at the root of that, it says faith is the reality of of what we hope for. Not not the hoped for reality, but the actual having it. I have it. I have everything I need. All of my needs are filled. I have the kingdom within. I have salvation within me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes through the Father except through me. I cannot go to, through the Father except through me. And Christ came to unlock that consciousness in our DNA, in our hearts, in our minds, in our energy signatures, in our body. I don't pretend to understand it, but I do claim 
to experience it. And that is all I can tell you. Um, so as far as universal salvation goes, look for the fruit. You know his tree by the fruit on it. You want to know if someone's saved? You don't have to ask him a question. Look at the tree. What type of fruit is on it? Is it kingdom fruit? Is it Christ fruit? Is their consciousness one with a universal church of believers? Someone who is mute and never utters a word can bear fruit for the kingdom and can have the seal of the lamb on their forehead. So anyway, great existential questions today. Uh, Big Sachet, what is up? Thank you. I concur with this. Thank you very much, Kimberly. I appreciate it. Uh, It looks like Kimberly's in Texas. What's up from Texas? I'm in Amarillo, Texas with all the flies today. So forgive me, but I'm watching a thunderstorm roll in over here. This is so cool. Um, Okay, so let me read this because this this is going to reveal a lot, a lot here. Uh, And all his work... Go on, thus from year to year and forever and ever. And all the tasks which they accomplish for him. He's talking about the trees, the rivers, the streams, the suns, the moon, the stars. Literally all the systems of the earth. The Fibonacci sequence. Everything repeating, self-replicating to infinity and beyond either direction. Micro, macro. Your eyes look like galaxies. Galaxies look like your eyes. A sunflower looks like a whirlpool. A whirlpool. Uh, looks like uh, the cells in the blade of grass, like everything literally is perfectly aligned and accomplishes for him, for Yahweh, the tasks, and they change not. But according as God hath ordained, so it is done. So, and behold, how the sea and the rivers in like manner accomplish and change not their tasks from his commandments. But you have not been steadfast, nor done the commandments of the Lord, but have turned away and spoken proud and hard words, with your hardened hearts. Again, this is speaking, I believe, uh, of the watchers and what they are doing. So this is kind of a prophetic preface, if you will, to uh, like the book of the watchers, which we're about to get into. So, uh, But ye have not been steadfast, nor done the commandments of the Lord, but ye have turned away and spoken proud and hard words with your impure mouths against his greatness. Oh, ye hard-hearted you shall find no peace. Again, the watchers. He's he's condemning the watchers here. He's condemning the watchers. He created humanity as a beautiful, beautiful creation. And we see what the watchers are bringing in. Therefore shall ye execrate, execrate, excuse me, execrate your days, and the years of your life shall perish, and the years of your destruction shall be multiplied in eternal abomination and you shall find no mercy okay so he is cursing the watchers here why is he cursing them uh because according to the text uh we see what they're about to agree to do uh, that they are going to sin against humanity and introduce sin into humanity and that's going to be a big big problem my church taught this uh was how god felt about us uh really yeah see of course uh and and i've heard that too churches it's like oh you're uh, i literally heard a sermon one time that like we're just worms in a bucket and and oh god that he would love us uh rather than we are the divine imagers of the most high we are seeds of his 
divine will on this earth. We are imagers of God. We are manifestors of the kingdom of God. Let me say that again. We are manifestors of the kingdom of God. Not our will, but his will. When you align your will with his, that's when magic happens. You don't need magic of the watchers. You don't need witchcraft. You don't need spells and charms. You don't need little uh, jewels around your house or the right energy. You can have all of that stuff. I like that stuff to put me in a calm mood. I love incense. I like pretty rocks. I've got a few rocks in my studio. But I don't look at them and go, well, this one's for this and this one's for that. I'm just like, God, this is his creation. I love it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So we are imagers of God. We are the divine seed. We are the divine seed. And we manifest God's kingdom. That's why I teach kingdom manifesting. And that's why, as I talk over the the train here that's why i teach it and why in my profile it says kingdom manifesting because that draws people to this page that are looking into manifesting they want a better life they they want to figure out what that's all about and can we think it oh so annoying um god doesn't want i don't know what that means might as well get a drink Somebody said that's the devil rolling by. Every time I get going, the train schedule, I swear, changes. I can be out here for hours and not hear one, and then all of a sudden, boom, they're coming through. So anyway, yes, all things, Lisa. Uh, If your church taught that this is how God feels about us, then unfortunately, I believe, and this is just my belief, but I believe that that church is very, very unfortunately misled. Because we don't see any evidence of that when we look at scripture, when we add up the dots, when we look at the Greek and the Hebrew, uh, when we look in us and decide how God really feels about us, uh, that's where we just go, you know, this is how he felt about his sons, the sons of God, the fallen angels, the watchers, or the gods. We remember, you know, the gods of old. That's what these are that he's talking about here. I agree they are misled. Amen. So what I want to get into now is like, what's the answer to this? So now, and here you go, Lisa. Here is what God says about us. Here is what God says that he promises he'll bring a light into humanity. There shall be salvation among them, a goodly light. And for all of you sinners, there shall be no salvation. But on you, all shall abide the curse of the beast. Again, he's speaking of the heavenly host here, the divine watchers who fell. He's calling them sinners here. This is what I believe. Now, I don't, again, I'm not an expert in this text. And there's not a lot of people who are, but... um, For all you sinners, there shall be no salvation. I believe he's talking about the watchers and then their race that they're going to create and all the sin they brought. But for the elect, that's us guys, but for the elect, there shall be light and joy and peace and they shall inherit the earth. And then there shall be bestowed upon the elect wisdom. And they shall all live and never again sin, either through ungodliness or through pride. But they who are wise shall be humble. 
a goodly light unto the world. I really enjoy your outlook. Miss Behaven, love your name, by the way. Uh, thank you, Miss Behaven. I appreciate that. Um, uh, Kaylee Mario says that sounds so phony. And it probably sounds phony because we never heard it before. So, and, and I'm again, I'm not here to tell you this is 100% true. I'm just here to share the text, share my outlook on it, and my experience of it. So, uh, take it with a grain of salt, read it for yourself, see how it lines up against other scripture and your experience of seeking God. Uh, so that's what I always tell people is, is if you don't have an experience of God, it's because you're not seeking. Let me say that again. If you don't have an experience of God, it's because you're not seeking him because he says that he will go to those who seek him. That's a promise. You start seeking God, he'll find you. Now, here's the deal. He may not show up the way you've been told or the way that you think he should. He may not even be a he. I don't know. I'm just saying God is... I think there's this divine energy of God. Uh, the Gaia channel talks about it as Sophia energy. Um... I believe it is like the logos of God, the divine thing, the word of God that was imbued into, that was the birth of life into the son of God. Uh, the Godhead is feminine. Sure. Absolutely. You know, could be, I, I I'm not here to debate, you know, uh, gen- <laughs> I don't think that the, uh, gender thing applies to heavenly realms. So I'm certainly don't. Uh, but I do believe in feminine divine energy and masculine divine energy uh, because we all have a bit of both. I have a lot of feminine divine energy in me, a lot of creativity, a lot of uh, talking. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Sophia, the all connecting wisdom. So absolutely. Like, I mean, if God has a bride, if Yahweh has a bride, then then that would be it. Right. Like the, the Sophia energy, the the creation energy. Uh, that we hear about the word of God, the logos of God, the Lego is the root word of that Lego, uh, which we know Legos are building blocks. Lego is the divine computation. We see that in the Fibonacci sequence. And so uh, that energy, which is inherently feminine uh, by definition, absolutely runs through all things. Uh, it runs through me and you as well. So um, I believe all connecting us back to the Father. And if you really look at it, here's what I want to say too. Um, there's a lot of people out there who will tell you, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And I call that the plush pillow Jesus. Um, the plush pillow Jesus is the thing that we hang on to when we need comfort. And while he can be that, there is a Christ in you. Let me say that again. There is a Christ in you ready to ascend that will wake up consciousness, that will make truth apparent, that will open your third eye or open your spiritual eyes or your mind's eye or whatever you want to call it. Um, It's an absolute beautiful thing. And when you meet the real Christ, which Yeshua came and showed us the way, and if you read Gospel of Thomas, it's just, it's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing how good Gospel of Thomas is. A goodly light. Yeshua is the other son of God that chose to descend on earth to reconcile the father's creation back to him. And that's where I see that the watchers 
are merely other sons of God, heavenly host, and we have one, the one begotten. Begotten means set apart, favored son of God who said, Father, I'm going to reconcile your people back to you and I'm going to reverse what my brothers, what the other heavenly hosts did on Mount Hermon. That's why I love the book Reversing Hermon by Dr. Michael Heiser. If you haven't read it, it is in my bio under the Book of Enoch study. Uh, so if you guys like this ministry uh, or really just this content, I don't even like calling it a ministry because I'm certainly not trying to approach it like that. But uh, if you do like this, that helps support this channel. So uh, the Lord gave me uh, the name Enoch six months ago. What a perfect book for the times we're in. Amen, Jason. Amen, amen, amen. Uh, remember me when you start the podcast, please. Yes, uh, Kaylee, thank you. Uh, patriarchy is man and divine matriarchy is not the opposite of patriarchy. Amen. Absolutely. I fully agree with you, Kaylee. Uh, thank you for being here. Uh, and Kaylee, if you haven't, give me a follow. Stay connected here. I look at all the comments. So when you guys comment on videos, uh, I'm so passionate about this stuff. Amen. I am too. And that's where... Um, you know, I've left the church for lack of a better word, um, in general, like the, the, the church construct. Um, and I do this every day. So I've, uh, given my whole life to, I literally study, I pray, um, I play, uh, instruments, I live stream and I create videos just to take information to people and, uh, have these type of conversations because to me this is all that matters we are here to figure out who we are and let me just say that again we are here to figure out who we are most people have bought into the idea that they are here to just try to be happy and then die but we are here to ascend we are here to build a global consciousness we are here to heal the masses we are here to spread love we are here to fill people's needs, to be an overpouring and overflow of living water. Uh, Jewel Pachahuli says, I'm passionate about truth. Amen. Me too. Spread the gospel, brother. Uh, and that, and I am. I'm passionate about figuring out the truth. I don't pretend to know all truth, but I do know that once I started looking within for truth and looking for God within, I started discerning amazing, amazing things that I've never seen before. Let me get a drink here. Uh, past decade for me, I don't know why I'm still hiding and not sharing and speaking to the masses. Kaylee, make your first video today. Make your first video today. I will go like it. I will comment on it. I will go check your profile when this is done. Please make a video. Please share a little bit about your, your testimony, your story, your beliefs, whatever you're comfortable sharing. Um, just now is the time. Uh, you may very well be a prophet that the divine creative is calling the divine kingship, queenship, whatever you want to call it. God is literally in and all th through everything. So why are we calling him a him or her or whatever? I mean, I'm just saying like, uh, you know, he says that, and again, I say he, because I've been raised in this whole thing of, of he's a he, he's a he. Now we do, we do know him as a father. So we do know that like, like Yahweh has that kind of like masculine energy. But again, the logos, the Sophia, as I believe it, definitely, yes, Shakti and Kali, absolutely. Definitely, it's like that yin, yin and yang thing. You know, everybody tries to put that as light and darkness, and I just don't think that's it. Um, I think, I think, 
it's the power and the creativity. That's the un the unification of the power and the creativity. Um, and we see that in the universe, guys. We see that in everything. So uh, I think we're in a box, not a planet. Yeah, sometimes it feels like we're in a bit of a test tube here. I will say that. Uh, still figuring it out. Amen. Amen. I I'm figuring it out too. And so, and that's again why I'm just bringing this. Uh, bringing, bringing a little bit of uh, this, this text to life here. I mean, uh, this is found uh, in the Book of Enoch. Again, if you haven't read Book of Enoch, I highly, highly recommend it. And I'm going to put it on the screen so everybody knows. I have this version of it on my Amazon account. Uh, it's, in, it's on my website in my bio here. Uh, this is the complete books of Enoch. So uh, there's a ton of books in this that really go through and recount uh we're in like book two right now or chapter two it's kind of laid out in chapters and books so but um this is going to take us forever to go through but i'm i'm committed if you guys are uh to go through this over like the next it may even take a year to go through this and then i've got gospel of thomas gospel of philip gospel of mary magdalene uh somebody said the other day um about mary magdalene not being a prostitute but she was actually a prophetess and I, I kind of can see that uh, because we look at Deborah in the Bible she was a prophetess and you have a lot of covering up of feminine leadership and prophets and I think that's a shame I mean I really do um, and I've watched it I've watched it in the church I've watched it in and really just in the world um, and so I'll get into that too. I'd love to do a study on Deborah and I'm learning more about her and about her like prophecies. Uh, so really, really interesting uh, stuff. So um, let's see. It all has to do uh, with the killing of the divine Godhead, uh, the mother, AKA uh, Shakti. So yeah. And, and uh, that story is definitely an interesting one. Go again, check it out. Check everything out. Find out what you experience to be true and then question that and then test it uh, test all spirits test all belief structures that come into you because if they don't produce fruit then what good are they every time every time i'm sorry okay so uh just like gilgamesh killing the beast absolutely yes so um you know, and we have, it's really, really important to look at all of these mythologies or what I consider to be theologies because I don't see that any of them refute any of them and they are all so similar. And it's almost like we have a paradigm repeating itself from Egyptian culture to Mesopotamia uh, to uh, even the, the Chinese cultures. Like, I mean, it's like you have these crazy stories that all line up super, super similar. Um, and so it makes you wonder, like, are we just trying to apply names to universal concepts of truth? Boom, there's a good one. Every time the train honks, we got bangers going on here every time the train honks. So anyway, um, but yeah, this is the book. So if you want to go down the rabbit hole with me, again, I don't pretend to know all truth, but I know that God inside me knows all truth. And I know that that holy wind that he blows on me to point me in directions uh, can guide me to the right thing. And we just don't understand. We try to, like, 
construct all of these deep understandings of things when really um, a lot of it is like God is just saying, hey, I want you to experience me and I want to experience you. Somebody once said that the human being is how God experiences more realms of creation. And that, that might just be more true than we know. What do we see through our eyes? Yeshua said that it's not what goes in your mouth that defiles you, but what comes out of it. So in that turn, what comes out of our mouth can create amazing, amazing things. So use your words, guys. Like God gave us words. We have words to create with. Uh, most people live as though thinking at all is too much work. Amen. That's exactly right. Um, uh, don't underestimate yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, anyway, all, all good stuff tonight, guys. And I just I want you to know that I love you. And we are in this together. And I mean that. Like when I started doing this, I'm like, I started doing it as an exploration or a Bible study, and I started this in 2020, and originally under a different name, and I finally came to terms, and Kaylee, you'll appreciate this, I finally came to terms with myself. I had been trying to go by my God-given name, my uh, parental name, which is Jacob, when really my whole life, my friends and even family have been calling me Cub. And then I remembered in the Bible that God gave everyone in the Bible that he used a new name. A new name. Out of the world. And my name is Cub Cooker. And that comes from Jacob. My brother couldn't say Jacob when he was little. He just said, Cub, Cub, Cub. My mom started calling me that. Cub Scouts started calling me that. My theater group started calling me that. And so uh, I just ran with Cub. And again, I tried to change it and go back to Jacob all these years um there's little mickey mouse hands passing around all the atoms hey there you go that, that's the uh in some multiverse maybe um jennifer howard welcome so anyway but just don't underestimate who you are and who god's calling you to be or who the divine field is calling you to be you know i think every human knows there's a source so whatever source is calling you to be Heed that call. Follow it. My new name is how it's spelled. There you go. Absolutely. Van Wu, what's up? Welcome. So, yeah, just be you. And uh, a lot of times we try to be who we think we should project on the world rather than who we authentically are. And when you start being who you authentically are, hello, beautiful souls, Van Wu. Thank you for being here. God bless you. When you start being who you authentically are, you can feel that pulling from divine source. Let me say that again. When you start being who you authentically are, you can feel that pulling from divine source. And there is a major difference between I am going to be who God created me to be and I am going to be who I authentically am because I think it's who I should project on the world. So don't be that. Be who you authentically are and who that authentic person is again will draw from source so powerfully that amazing things will manifest and that's what i talk about with kingdom manifesting we are creating the kingdom we are creating the kingdom how can we expect to go to the kingdom if we don't have fruit on the vine now directly from the kingdom from the source everybody's looking forward to dying and in the gospel of thomas 
they say, Lord, what will be our end? To Yeshua, the disciples say, Lord, what will be our end? And he says, what do you know of the beginning that you look for your end? And as I said that, the wind just blew, the holy ruach, the holy wind. We got to start looking for the Holy Spirit in actual wind, physical breath, when we feel movement in the space around us, in the energy around us. That's the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit will point you in the direction that you need to go. And divine source is already within you. You're already connected to that. And Yeshua sacrificed himself to undo what his brothers did so that our DNA could return back to divine source. And Christ's consciousness could raise from the dead in us. Why do you think the blood is so important? What's in your blood, your DNA? Boom. I don't know. There's some truth bombs, guys. I feel like it. I don't know. I feel like it. What do you guys think? Uh, yes, exactly. Awesome. Uh, trust God and be yourself. I was just outside watering the garden, making rainbows and praying. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, God bless you for doing that. Um, Twins Mommy says, Amen, brother. Um, I've got the hand pans. I just got the hand pans in. I don't know if you guys want to hear some music at some point. I can go in and get them. Just comment hand pans if you want me to go play the UFO drums. and Or if you want me to keep going on this, I'll keep going for a little bit. Um, you guys let me know what you want. Uh, but yes, thank you, Jesus. Amen. For another time, but there are a lot of things that Jesus uh, has said in the Bible that sounds... Dot, dot, dot. I know. I, hate, I wish you could comment like a big chunk. Controlling a narcissist. Yes. Okay. In the canonized Catholic document of the Holy Bible. Go read the Greek. It'll change. It changes everything. Yeah. Interlinear Bible will change your life. And then you start to see how our modern language and even the Latin had twisted just twist just enough to twist it. And yeah, and he sounded narcissist because he was confident of who he was. He was confident of his godship and his son of God and his imparting that breath, that sonship onto us, that son and daughtership onto us. Um, and so maybe some of it sounds, maybe some of it sounds a little narcissistic, but I think oftentimes the world demonizes confidence. So, anyway. What if God is just like us? What if God was one of us? I uh, got my bachelor's in biblical theology after I was done uh, with it. I had more questions than answers. Any books you recommend? Uh, Petey, uh, if you haven't read Book of Enoch, read it. That's what we're talking about. In fact, we're doing like a year-long study in that. Um, I have no degree or anything. I'm just a hippie that loves God and loves truth and wants to find out the truth and share it with this community. Um, so the complete books of Enoch is fan, fan, fantastic. It connects so many dots in the Bible. I've studied the Bible my entire life. I thought I was going to be a pastor um, for a long time. Served in ministry professional for uh, a really for about six years, six, almost seven years. Um, and really thought I was going to be like in professional ministry. And then God stripped my entire reality down and gave me what I really wanted, what I really was asking for, but what my true, true self is. And that's what I'm doing right now. And by the way, let me just attest to the power of following who you really are and connecting to source and truth. 
God is growing this community. We are almost at 40,000 on here. And on Facebook in the last week, we've grown by 15,000 followers on Facebook. Who grows on Facebook anymore? A hippie who loves God. Amen. Twins Mommy, thank you so much. Um, I'll get the book, Payday. Awesome. And if you want to check it out too on here, Petey, it helps support this content. I do have it as well as Gospel of Thomas, which will blow your mind. It depends on what you're ready for. If you want to understand... Like, wherever God is pointing you right now, are you looking to understand the gospel deeper? If you are, Gospel of Thomas, look at my Lost Gospels study. And Gospel of Thomas is in there. It's in my profile link. If you're ready to understand biblical history, scriptural history, and start to connect, like, what gods are and what aliens are and what um, all of these interdimensional beings are connecting, fallen angels books of Enoch so it just depends on where you're ready to go for me both of them have just been life-changing so um, and I have the audiobooks the ebooks and the physical books on my Amazon profile I am a certified like a verified Amazon influencer so uh, it really really helps support this I do get a bigger cut of the book sales through here so that really helps me do this like I said I do this full-time so I've just stepped on faith and said God, this is what you're calling me to do. And he stripped every excuse out of my life not to do this full time. So I just had to say yes. But uh, UFO drum, Kaylee says, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll go get you are our TikTok pastor. Van Wu, can I take a picture of that? I got to take a, a, a screenshot of that. God bless you. I'm going to post that to Facebook just as a as a kind of a peace sign to uh, to Facebook there. So. I feel it, bro. Uh, I'm going going through the same thing. UFO drum. Okay, I take it back. He sounds uh, like that to me now because I'm hearing him for who he really was. Um, thank you, Kaylee. Um, nice. I'll use your link. Um, let's see. Put yourself in its shoes and see how you think. I have my shoes off, so sorry. Some of these comments I get out of context because they only give you this much real estate to look at comments on here. So uh, he loves it. <laughs> thank you, thank you guys, Kaylee. Love you guys. Seriously, thank you. Um, yeah, I'll go grab the um, the UFO drums if you guys want to go with me real quick. He means what I said about Jesus. Oh, okay, cool. I was confused as to like what what was being talked about so put yourself in God's shoes absolutely yeah and I mean that's the deal like can we not be in God's shoes like does he not want to manifest through us are we not part of his kingdom I mean look at all the stuff that um, that Yeshua said about the kingdom and that's like It'll blow your mind. And like I said, reading Gospel of Thomas, you see what Yeshua said so many times. And it is it is mind-blowing what he said. Um, oh, and I meant, I take it back what I said negatively about Jesus. So here's the deal. And Kaylee, I want to be honest about this. I struggle with Jesus. Because the idea of Jesus is such a fabricated thing. When I found Yeshua... It just changed my life, and I started looking at what what Yeshua said. 
in Gospel of Thomas. And then I started looking at the Greek and what Yeshua actually said and, and in the Bible that we have. And it, it changed my life because no longer... I just was like rejecting inwardly this Jesus. That, you know, Jesus, 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 all this worship music. And, you know, oh, you just need Jesus and by the power of Jesus and blah, blah, blah. He said, you'll do greater things than me. Where's that in the church? Where, where, you know, where I just don't understand it. Uh, yeah, so Jules uh, says Yeshua. So Yeshua is the real name of Jesus. Uh, uh, Yahusha or Yeshua, depending on how you translate it. Um, it was Yeshua HaMashiach, Yeshua the Messiah, or Joshua the Messiah. Jesus comes from the Catholic Church, transliterating the Hebrew and the Greek of uh, of Yeshua. Excuse me, sorry, more comments just jumped in here. So, uh, But Jules, so Yeshua is the true Messiah who's supposed to rise in us. Okay, I pronounce different. Yeah, and some people say Yahusha, Yeshua, Yahshua. Um, so, but again, Jesus, like, where do we get that? Like, is that really what he wants to be called? I'm not saying that people that call on Jesus don't meet him. I'm not saying that. I'm just, for me, for me, I have to, I have to go to the source. I have to know. I have to go to Yeshua or Yahshua. And find out who the prophet, who the savior, who the messiah was. How many did he actually save? So far in history, I don't know. Can you talk more about spiritual technology? Exposure says, yes, yes I can. So uh, everyone was against him, all turned his back on him. Yeah, and there's a rabbi. In fact, Rabbi Rude, Michael Rude is his name. Rude Awakening here on TikTok. Mind-blowing, awesome, awesome guy. He said that modern altar calls should be replaced with the idea instead of saying, if you want to change your life and you want to follow Christ and, and you know, you know that God is calling you and you're ready to enter a brand new life, come down to the front and we're going to baptize you and we're going to blah, blah, blah. And someone's going to pray with you. He said that a better altar call would be for anyone who wants to follow Christ, go to the back and pick up an execution stake, walk to the front and everyone will watch you, not so they can praise you, but so they can judge you every step of the way. And that's what it means to follow Christ. And those of you who are walking into true spirituality right now, true enlightenment, how many of us are judged and even crucified by our friends and family? Well, that's not what I taught you. That's not what you learned. That's not what the church says. That's not what the construct says. That's not what the world says. Yes, I've seen. He is amazing. Uh, so we are doing better things than him. Everyone who is against him all turns back on him. I believe we are because he said we would. I mean, let's at least try, right? There's a guy on my block the other day who was having a really bad argument with his family. And I just went out on the driveway and prayed over him. I haven't heard a peep from him since. I don't know what's going on with him. But I'm just saying, let's try to fill that promise. You will do better things than I have done. You will do greater things than I have done. Uh, all my friends and family avoid me like I have the plague. Yep. Uh, even my dad right now hasn't talked to me for like 48 hours because 
I gave him a word that God had been telling me about my life, and I and, and every time I prayed about my dad, God was applying it directly to his life. I try to take that word to him, and he just thinks that I'm a little snot who gets to do whatever he wants, uh, when really God is what is making this way for me. You know, he thinks I'm really spoiled because I get to sit here on TikTok and go play my hippie drums and... Uh, well, Dad, by the way, I'm living on savings. I'm not making a living off of this yet, but I'm starting to. We got our, we got another uh, Patreon supporter the other day, which, by the way, if you guys love the content and you, you just enjoy this and you want to see me keep showing up, I do have the Patreon link live now. And there's two options, $3 a month and $9 a month. $9 a month, I do some extra behind-the-scenes content just to kind of keep you guys in, like, the close circle of trust, if you will. Um, and then the other one is just to say thank you and keep these live streams coming and expand them to where we can expand to Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and really do more of this. My hope is to hire uh, an assistant to help with this, uh, with this content very soon. So as soon as we start producing uh, the type of support system that we need to really lean into this, um, and I'm not having to live off of savings, then I'm looking at hiring someone. So Kaylee keeps saying UFO drum. All right, let me go grab it. Uh, my mom is Luciferian and practicing witch, so she avoids me and despises me. Yeah, that'll that'll do it. Um, so I'm gonna go grab the drum and walk in with me here, and uh, I'll go uh, grab the drum. Sorry, it's dark in here. I've been keeping the lights off and the windows closed because it's been a hundred and like five degrees here in West Texas. I'm not sure which hand pan I'm grabbing. I may be grabbing the D minor. Um, there's my peace sign behind me. I don't know if you see it. Ugh. But my studio is nice and cool for tonight. Um, hi, buddy. There's my dog, Abel. Jules is in Oklahoma. Oklahoma, what's up? You're not too far from us. We're in West Texas, up in Amarillo, Texas right now. So that's pretty cool. And I'm sure it's quite warm in Oklahoma for you as well. So, sorry, I've got a drink in one hand, no shoes on, and dogs trying to get out the front door. So, anyway. Um, all right, I'm going to turn the background off. And you guys can just see my porch. So um, here is the UFO drum. Ugh, let me flip the camera around. Um, oh, come on. How do I flip the camera around? There it is. God, they make it so hard. Okay, so this is my new hand pan or UFO drum which we're gonna, we're gonna talk about here. Here are my plants. Um, I watered them last night in the beautiful rain and we're about to get rain again, which I'm really, really pumped about. So anyway, I got some herbs growing here. This is sage, cause I love to burn sage. So I wanna get a big old sage bush going so I can uh, have my own. I've got a pretty little spider here. And then I've got some uh, rosemary here, so. Um, anyway, yeah, I love, love trying to grow things. I'm really, really bad at it, but, uh, you know, I try, so. Okay, so, let me kind of put you guys in a good place. Ah. 
so you can see everything if I don't knock you off. There we go. Okay, I'll just myself in view of the camera. There we go. Okay, so the UFO drum is really, really interesting. And they're called hand pans. They are made out of steel. Okay, and I got the, uh, this is a major tuning. So this one is going to sound like a Moana type vibe. So, but I'm gonna play for you guys. And uh, anyway, drop some hearts, share it with people if you like it. I can't really read comments too well right now. So, uh, greetings from Puerto Rico. Hey, what's up? Welcome. Thank you for being here. So uh, we just did a whole session on uh, Book of Enoch, but right now I wanna just play some pretty, pretty music since I got some uh, storm blowing in here. We got a little bit of West Texas rain. We call that West Texas love, the storm blowing in. So I don't know if you guys out in Oklahoma, what part of Oklahoma you're from, but if you're from Panhandle of Oklahoma, you might be wanting rain too. So anyway, but all right. So here is the hand pan. This was handmade for me by Acolyte Handpans, Nirvana Handpans, Acolyte Instruments. Um, and if you want one of these, I've got a different brand, but one that I could source through Amazon online. It's a little bit more affordable. You can go check it out. Uh, so if you like this kind of thing, you have like a yoga studio, or you just want to like sit and bliss out, these are so awesome, and they're really easy to play. So I've been playing for about 48 hours now. So. Thank you. 
Anyway, so that is a hand pan or a hang drum. H-A-N-G is like the uh, professional term, the original people that made these things. It was called a hang drum. So anyway, sorry about the camera angle. I need to get my tripod out here next time I do this. And then the wind keeps blowing my hair, but... So thank you so much. I'm glad I found your channel. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I'm going to do some more uh, hand pan videos too with this. And then I'll like put scripture over it and play something in the vibe of that scripture. Just so we kind of stay connected. Because uh, a lot of people like music therapy is real guys. And there's so many people depressed in the world that are going about it in ways that are not good for them. And music is such a healing tool. So...
Uh, got some comments here. Vibration that have an effect on energy. Looking forward to your videos and Enoch. Hey, thank you so much, Lisa. Is it Lisa Joy? Yeah, Lisa Joy. Um, and uh, Shield says, Amen. Thank you guys so much. Uh, I'm laying down looking at Psalms and swaying to the tropical breeze. This adds magic. Awesome. Well, I'm going to turn it again. Keep playing. Every time I turn this thing, it's just like a whole new instrument is born because of the way it is. So these instruments were born in around 1999, 2000. Uh, they look ancient, but actually they are very, very, very new. interesting I played this yesterday it was super dry yesterday super hot today it's a lot more moist a lot more cool uh, a lot of clouds in the sky I definitely feel the moisture in the air and it sounds totally different that is such a cool thing about these instruments so it's got a tone port right here you can really drum on all pieces of it this has eight notes on it so um, let's see. I'm going to have to get one. Maybe we could play together on a live. Oh, that would be awesome. This is an E major tuning. So that is a really popular one that just sounds really good, really vibey, really um, kind of Hawaii, California, like just chilling on a beach type vibe. So that's why I got this one. Also got a D minor Celtic, which is really ethereal, really prophetic, really introspective, really like 
yoga e vibe. So, uh, but yeah, so I love, love, love these. Like I said, I've got one of them uh, on my uh, my shop where I have the UFO drum shop on there on my bio. And I'm going to be adding some more to that, and I'm hoping maybe I can partner with these guys later on. So, uh, which would be super cool. These are about uh, these are in like the uh, 1500 to 2000 dollars range just for one instrument. Like I said, they're handmade, but I'm looking to source some more affordable ones to put on my Amazon just so you guys can join too because these are so cool. You can take them to your church, to your uh, community group, to your uh, neighborhood gathering, like whatever, and just sit and play them. And people are mesmerized by them. So. some really really cool vibes uh thank you for tagging people i appreciate it um thank you for the follows appreciate you guys so let me turn it around i'll do one more one more jam before i go and figure out dinner and then maybe mow before the rain starts again so, uh, can't do it got the train coming so i'll get a drink right now and then i'll answer a few questions so, um, any questions about these, let me know. Infinite blessings, Lisa. Thank you so much. You too. God bless you. Uh, and thank you guys for being here for the follows. And if you guys would, go follow me on uh, YouTube as well. Uh, we've got the Facebook, the YouTube, everything. So, ah, the train. Yes, Jacob, 74 Leathercraft. The train. Um, and as I said, this thing is sounding totally different today because of the moisture content in the air. It's got a whole different vibe. It still sounds really good, but it's definitely, uh, definitely been a, uh, sorry to show you guys my, my lovely shorts here. But, uh,
it gets loud out here. Maybe one of these days I'll have an oasis in the country again. I had one, but then I needed to move closer to family. Here I am. So, um, but anyway, and the neighbors are beating on something over here. So. watching uh just subscribe to your youtube channel looking forward to regarding the book of enoch yeah you bet and i'm gonna put these live streams over there too on the book of enoch so sorry about my hair today um that way you guys can uh like get the full context of them too we get into a lot of discussion during these but uh and there's some train horns and stuff um i'm gonna be going on kind of a spiritual um spiritual uh camp out if you will soon um so i will be making videos but i won't probably be live streaming as much uh but then when i come back from that i will be looking at doing more of like a sit down podcast that live streams to this and just pray that tiktok gives me a stream key so i can do that but um i want to be able to kind of take these live streams to multi-platforms because we have a lot of uh, a lot of community members out there, like I said, even on Facebook now that don't get these live streams, and I want to make sure I get them to as many people as possible. So, but anyway, share the content. There's 36 videos so far in the Book of Enoch series. Go check them out. I'm gonna go before this stupid train gets louder. So I love you guys. I'm gonna go eat dinner. I will see you guys tomorrow. Peace. <laughs>